Welcome to Trapartisan Radio, brought to you by Trapar Books, Films and Editions. So, today I am together with Gabriella Eriksson, also known as River. She is an amazing artist and um, I've had the pleasure of working with her on uh, two things so far. Uh, she's in Trapartisan Review, number one, and then also she made the cover art, the painting that I've used for the cover art for my Swedish novel Codex Nordica. Uh, and I really like her style, it's fantastic and it makes me think of um, fantasy illustrations in fine art uh, interpretation in a way. And coming from a background of uh, loving comics a lot, I remember uh, cover art by Frank Frazetta and Richard Corbin and many many other, Bernie Wrightson, many many wonderful artists who were in this grey area between uh, draftsmanship, uh, commercial illustration, fine art, uh, it's all um, woven together usually in this fantastic kind of um, thematic context, meaning uh, comics, mainly comics for adults. Uh, and I'm very curious uh, to hear about what made you become interested in becoming a draftsman or draftswoman. You know, was it just doodling or, or was it in, being inspired by comics or how, how did it happen? Yes, um, I mean, thank you for having me. This is uh, really exciting and um, thank you for that amazing introduction. Um, and yes, to answer your question, the original source of inspiration for me, as I remember it, because I was, I mean, very young, uh, but it was actually these beautifully drawn British uh, comics, uh, primarily one called Modesty Blaze that was um, drawn by an artist named uh, Jim Holdaway. And I remember looking at those pages and being absolutely fascinated by how something can be both a line of ink and also you know whatever it is that it represents and and that um, yeah, that just absolutely fascinated me and I wanted to be able to do that so that's when my love of drawing was born I think Mm-hmm. And then you just started drawing, basically, yeah. and got better and better at it. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's interesting with, with the, that kind of uh, artistic expression, because um, first of all, you have to have a talent for it, and then hopefully you will find that, like with your uh, original inspiration or, or impetus to start trying it out, but mm. many people can find that, but they perhaps they don't have the talent for it, and that's sad, but hopefully they will move on to something else. But it's interesting to, to uh, uh, talk to someone who not only wanted to do it, but actually also could do it because of talent. And, and for, I find it very interesting because I liked to draw when I was young, maybe up until my teenage years, basically. And then I stopped drawing. And then a couple of years later, maybe five, six years later, I started drawing again just to see if I still had it. And I was still on the same level. You know, as mm. where I had left off, I had not gone worse, but I certainly hadn't gone better either. Mm. It was just like I had a kind of a, uh, a program of draftsmanship that I couldn't really go beyond because that's not my main talent 
in a way. Mm. Um, so I think that uh, if there's a question here, it would be, can you find that it's con constantly developing in you? Like finding new aesthetic pathways? Uh, well, yes, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I think what, what comes to mind is that all the, um, all the knowledge that I have gained by studying and training, um, it's actually interesting the way you phrased that question because I, I feel like the way that I draw and paint it yeah it definitely evolves with me as I you know grow and evolve as a person and uh, I can see very uh, distinct um, sort of periods in my own development and my own uh, artistry um, so yeah there's uh, and I think it has to do with, with, with passion. Like I become obsessed with something and then I explore that and I, and, and you know, you're exposed to, to different artists, different um, styles, and then that inspires you and it's sort of, you remember it in the back of your head and maybe you're not aware of it, but it's still, uh, it's still there and it pops up every now and then in unexpected ways, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's interesting also, uh, almost regardless which kind of artistic discipline or artistic expression you, you work with, uh, when you gather personal experience in life that of course merges with whatever it is that you're doing creatively, mm. uh, both as could be inspirational fodder, but also in terms of technique and aesthetic ideals in a way. Uh, and I find it interesting myself. Uh, when I look back, for instance, what I used to write a long time ago, it was so clearly influenced by someone or something, mm. like a style. And I assume it's the same when you, you start becoming a serious uh, artist too, a visual artist, that mm. you can trace and see that, well, that's, that's that source. But now yeah. I think you've, you've really found your own style. And I, you know, describe it as being, you know, uh, rooted in fantasy art or illustration of that uh, nature. But it's also something more than that. There's like uh, uncanny uh, occult elements and, and uh, mythic elements. And um, I'm sure that they're not uh, like mentally constructed. They just exist within you, right? That's a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to think of it for a long time. As, as weird art that I was into everything that was weird and and uh, you know I've never been interested in sort of realism for realism's sake I don't want to draw something that that I can see and then create a photorealistic copy of it that doesn't really interest me uh, what I want to do is uh, you know capture something that I feel or something that I can see uh, in my mind and then you know create the illusion so that someone else can look at it and and you know see this thing that doesn't really like it, it's not material you know and I think that's what really uh, I think that's like my passion with this what keeps me uh, so um, drawn to it and, and keeps me want to 
to grow as an artist, like technique-wise too, so that I can um, bring things to life. Um, and yeah, and just like share my inner world with others. I think that's the key in many ways. Mm. And for me, it was very uh, exciting also because I commissioned you to make that painting for the cover of the Codex Nordica uh, mm. novel. Uh, and I can't remember, I don't, I don't think I was like too instructive uh, about no, what, you what, were, what elements was, should be in the picture. Yeah. So you read the book, thank you, <laughs> uh, and, and created your own image that for me was like uh, incredibly fascinating because it is honoring in a way that someone reads it but also get uh, her own images in her mind, you know. And, and um, it turned out so well, fantastic. And, and uh, I'm just uh, curious what it was like to, to uh, work with it. Yeah, and, and thank you. Um, you know, I was so pleased that you liked it. Like, it's always, uh, that's one of the really exciting things about illustration that you get someone else's, um, you know, thing that doesn't exist already and they need um, a representation of it, like a visual representation of it. At least that's the way that I, that's the kind of illustration jobs that I prefer. Um, when it's something that you have to, you have to visualize it from just words or, yeah. Um, and, you know, I read the book and I felt that it was very evocative. <laughs> It really created a strong impression uh, on me, and then, um, like, what I do is that I try to just like capture what the book feels like to me. Um, I try to uh, identify some key themes, and and. Um, also like a narrative of the illustration like i want the illustration to not just be like a, a depict a start certain scene or like a static moment i want it to to be to be like a little narrative within the image that conveys um key themes of the book um and uh Something that was really interesting for me with this image in particular was that I usually, when I work with the composition and I, when I plan it out, I try to incorporate um, metaphors into the composition. Like, um, like if it, like just to take like a very basic example, it could be that like if it's supposed to be a very threatening image, you would use like um, sharp angles and stuff to sort of um, subconsciously remind you of teeth or just like something that we humans associate with danger. Um, uh, but in when working with this image, um, a, a key theme for me was time. And it wasn't until I had um, completed the color uh, sketch for for it so like I I mean I had it all mapped out I knew what I was going to paint later and then I saw the metaphor that I had like unconsciously put into the image of an hourglass 
So like that was really um, just like fascinating for me that that theme had made such an impression on me that I even like uh, unconsciously put it into the image and then like suddenly like whoa I yeah that was I was like impressed with myself like yeah that was really clever <laughs> yeah no, absolutely yeah. no it is an amazing uh, picture and I think um, for me it's a, it's a perfect uh, cover image for it because it's uh, attractive and it's also mysterious in the mm. sense that you in a way blurred out the facial features mm. of the protagonist uh, the rest of him is very clear and sharp in a way you can see define you know age and sort of stature and um, that he looks sort of like a um, kind of timeless figure in terms mm. of the dress because that's it's set in the future but we don't know when exactly so that's and then you have this thing where you constantly try to identify someone by looking at the face right mm. and, and this face is sort of blurred and almost mixed with the clouds in the background and I find that very uh, without uh, creating any spoilers uh, very uh, smart, clever again, um, concerning his problems in the book with trying to define who he is basically. It's like a you know, soul searching thing. So to have had a clear facial feature would have taken away a lot of that because then people would have uh, seen him as that figure while reading the book. Mm. You know, we want people to evoke in their own minds what he looks like and what, what, what he is like. That was very, yeah, very, very good. And then mm. when we look at uh, Trapartisan Review uh, number one, uh, you, you sent uh, a series of uh, images that, of course, are from different times. Uh, and I don't know if you wanted to uh, show uh, kind of a uh, development or if it were just images that you liked, that you had uh, scanned and photographed and stuff like that. But they're amazing in the sense that uh, I would definitely call them uh, some kind of magical realism slash dark surrealism mm. in a way. It's very you know, unconscious and there are themes with like this horse who has a strange winged rider in the moonlight and it's very evocative of fairy tales but always very, they're very, very dark. So it's bordering on um, uh, nightmares rather than dreams. Yeah. I, I, for me, anyway. <laughs> and I like that a lot. And it's, uh, you ask yourself, like, you know, what's going on here? It's very fascinating and beautiful and attractive. Uh, and it's so incredibly well done. I mean, we've talked about that before too, that uh, it's a blessing to be able to paint figuratively, mm. to make people see, this looks like something I can relate to when you look at it what the hell is it? Because it's not the expected. It's not yeah. something out of the, you know, um, you see a woman's face and, and it's submerged. And as soon as you see her um, skull in a way underneath the water surface, it becomes like an X-ray almost. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's uh, layers of revelation. It's true for this one also. And uh, I would certainly love to read these books if these were book covers. <laughs> you know, they would attract me mm. because they are amazing. And this one, for instance, being an avid reader uh, many moons ago of heavy metal or the French uh, mothership, Metal Hurlant, and this kind of fantasy art um, is just amazing. And, and uh, I wonder, when you set out on your... Uh, on your own projects, meaning like you have an idea 
uh, for something that you feel this is such a strong idea that I really want to put it on paper or canvas. Um, how clear is it in your mind? Is it something you feel that you just want to begin with a small detail or do you see the entire image in your mind before you begin? Uh, it differs uh, from uh, painting to painting, but like f if we take the ones that um, you talk about now, mm -hmm. um, uh, most of them I actually did have a very clear concept that I wanted to illustrate, and um, and I would. Um, like I would define it for myself, then and then I create a lot of sketches. Like I explore uh, compositions that will, like I talked about before, sort of work as a metaphor for uh, the uh, like um, idea or concept that I'm um, trying to paint. And then and then I like yeah. Then I um, just completed. <laughs> like the it's a long process, but like I know exactly what I'm doing what the end result is supposed to be and I just work towards that but um, the case of the the one with the horse mm -hmm. uh, that was one of those pieces that I just uh, I let it evolve by like you know I would sit down in front of it and then just see where it took me mm. like I had an idea in the beginning but then that changed and then it changed again and then I just gave up on having like a, a vision for the final and I just yeah, I just I let it just grow mm. um, but that, that was also like very on theme with what my sort of initial idea for it was um, like for me it was a lot about sort of uh, evolving worldviews evolving sort of ideas about reality and perception and just sort of how that changes as we grow as human beings um, so it felt very uh, fitting that the image itself just grew organically yeah I'm also curious um, about uh, other sources of inspiration because we talk, I mentioned briefly that when we begin we often have a clear-cut source of inspiration or a few mm. working in the same medium. Like if you, if you write, you're inspired by writing. If you're a visual artist, you're inspired by painting or other things. Mm. Um, and I guess that's just normally trying to format or define yourself as an artist. Um, but as time moves on, uh, at least my experience is that uh, something else can also inspire you equally much. Like mm. uh, uh, watching a movie can lead to writing a text or, or uh, making a painting or reading a book can turn into a painting. And I'm, cu I'm curious, yeah. what is there a pattern that you can see in yourself? What usually uh, inspires you or where you can take little seed from that blooms into your paintings? I feel like I'm all over the place. Like. Um... I just, uh, I think I take my inspiration from seeking out experiences that are intense for me. Uh, 
and uh, like I the movies that I watch the books that I read music that I listen to I always um, I think I seek a kind of in- intensity in everything something that resonates with me and um so so yeah and like what inspires me in in the things that i create is really from it could be from anything um but i also tend to get like obsessed with uh like authors or uh directors uh musical artists um i think uh with the with the pictures in the Tropartisan Review, an author that was very influential for me during that period was uh, Jeff Vandermeer, who writes uh, like weird fiction basically, um, and I adore his books. Uh, I think they are both um, amazingly human. Uh, all the characters feel real, but then the things that happen in the books are so completely impossible. Yet he, uh, uh, the way that he describes everything is so evocative. So when I'm reading them, I can really see it play out in front of me, and I'm sort of in these impossible environments that are like fever dreams. <laughs> um, but still populated with humans. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that was like one example that really, I think you can see it very clearly in the horse image um, with the uh, sort of human being attached to the horse and then the horse sort of transforms into human features as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's really interesting for me to try to, like I talked about before, um, turn these inner uh, worlds that I have, these things that I see in my mind and just uh, create an image that can show it to other people too, like that. Um, what yeah. do you think that is? I mean, it's a very yeah, big question. Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. do we have this urge to share the internal images and sort of visions or whatever uh, mm. that we get and we usually find an artistic expression and we uh, then also want to share that. What is that about, do you think? I think for me, because this is actually something that I have been thinking about a lot, uh, because it is, for me, that is such a, a clear desire that I have that I'm very aware of. And I think for me, it's about, I have this desire to be understood. And I feel like just talking is not enough for me because when I, you know, I just feel like no matter how deep the conversation is, no matter how great the connection is, like consciousness, conscious mind gets in the way like language gets in the way um and i'm i feel this frustration that like no matter what i say i can never convey like 
that sort of unreachable deepest part of me and I have this um, inexplicable need to do so and I feel that by creating art um, that it doesn't have to make sense it's not that the art is supposed to be understandable but it's just that it's something that comes from my unconscious and then I put it out into the world and other people encounter it and I think when we encounter art it is like a lot of it happens in the unconscious and so there are those like meetings that happens there that um I mean for me that's actually honestly that's what it's all about like why why I do art Mm. to um even though I'll never um I'll never know when those meetings will happen, but I know that I know that they are, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another meeting also, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the other side of the coin or the other side of the ball, you know, uh, which is the partaker, the, mm-hmm. the viewer. They also feel an unconscious attraction to your work mm-hmm. or, or to any artwork, yeah. basically, uh, and it's based on, I guess, the level of uh, insight that they have because Mm. people it's not as simple as saying you know there's an ad for a new marvel superhero film and people will flock to that it's also they have an attraction to the kind of pseudo mythic force that's in that expression so they will go see that but there are also Mm, other people who are more let's say advanced (laughs) or (laughs) more insightful who will Mm. find their own stuff who will find uh, illustrations and paintings by you and feel wow, this is amazing. So they have, where you sort of have an expression, they will have an impression based in the same actual artwork. And that I find interesting because that's like the ultimate meeting in a way. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's a proxy. You send out a proxy Mm. and they take part of a proxy. But it's sort of, it's it's a union based on something that is completely, I don't know, indescribable. Because it's not mental or or intellectual. It's just... uh, an attraction that definitely has to do with the unconscious. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that the more you uh, jog, or the more you erase the clear-cut rational aspects, mm. the more open it is for people to either say, "No, I don't like this. It's too uncanny or creepy," where uh, other people go, "Well, I love this. I can't explain why, but I just love mm. it." And it is, it is fascinating. Do you feel uh, a need to? Um, have that sort of acknowledgement also meaning that you want to have feedback because I know there are artists who really don't give a rat's ass or whatever you want to call it about feedback they just want to they want to put it out there and express and and also share it but they're not in need of the acknowledgement but I also Mm. know people who are yeah I think that yeah I think that what I'm looking for is the acknowledgement that comes from you know the people who really feel connected to what I do definitely I think that's that's sort of where I get that need to feel that I'm being understood and I'm putting understood in quotation marks Mm. Um, um, because those connections are incredibly valuable and um, so like I'm I don't want to be like a famous artist or anything. I just want to like reach out 
to people who um, will resonate with my artwork mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that, that uh, I can absolutely relate to that because I've, I've seen many examples where it seems that the need for acknowledgement sort of takes over and that's not good either because that means mm. that you will adapt to what they want or what you think they want so you can get more acknowledgement oh, exactly, yeah. and, and then then you're, you're becoming um, it's a little bit muddy mm. in a way um, so yeah, integrity, and you have a lot of integrity in that sense. And mm. um, where um, have you had exhibitions, or uh, have you been published in uh, like a comic book form, or you? I know you've been to some uh, conventions and have had offers of making uh, people wanted to make uh, comics with you, for instance. Mm. Uh, not not that much because I'm very bad at marketing myself. <laughs> um, uh, but I have uh, been published in some um, like anthologies that collect um, what you could call fantasy art and science fiction art. Um, but uh, no, other than that, I haven't really like previously. I I didn't really find the right uh, space for my work. Um, I feel like with the Trapartisan Review, uh, I was so happy to be included in that because I felt really like, finally, here's a home for these artwork that I love so much. And I'm, you know, I'm so happy that they are in a place where they can, you know, hopefully be seen by the people who will um, resonate with it and appreciate it in, in the same way that I do. Um, so yeah, for me, it's it, like it's all about um, finding the right the right audience, like not a big audience, but just uh, the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it will happen. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Parson Review is still very much an experiment, but uh, I just thought about. Uh, the fact that I know or we know so many uh, interesting uh, artists mm. and uh, there aren't really any magazines or projects like this. You know, usually it's a super highbrow intellectual and you have to have one artwork and one page of an explanation what you're yeah. doing and what you're <laughs> examining and you know, la da da. Um, but, um, and that's also why I decided to uh, call um, not with any emphasis, but it just an idea that I had while putting it together is like this would be described as some kind of outsider art, but mm-hmm. I instead call it insider art, meaning it's just people looking into themselves and at their own process and then they express that, and that's exactly what creates the beauty. It's a pure signal, it's a pure mm. transmission from the inside and out. Yeah, it has nothing to do with whether you're outside the establishment or. or in, those things don't really matter. It's just mm. take it at face value for what it is. Do you like it um, or don't? Um, but um, uh, I don't know. I don't think there is a homogeneity in style or thematics. It's just the attitude that's mm. shared here. And I think that for me it was very liberating to see that it actually works. You know, it is an art book and it is uh, an ongoing uh, project. So we'll see where that ends up. But of course, uh, I hope that you will be in uh, number two. Uh, 
Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see more of your stuff. And, and um, I'm going to use it also to, to send out to some people I know who uh, might have seen it or heard about it. But, you know, people are so fragmented these days. Mm. I mean, there's so much stuff uh, online and uh, with uh, other things, especially, especially post-pandemic now, people are sort of catching up. But I am going to uh, send this around uh, probably after the summer and just make sure that people see all the good stuff in it because it deserves to be seen and then we'll see what what uh, that can lead to yeah there's so many amazing pieces in there but every single one yeah i, I agree i, I was agree. so inspired when i read it yeah yeah all right that's amazing it's just um, a collection of insider art yeah. Mm. So what's next for you in terms of projects? Is there anything interesting that you're working on now? Um, let's see. Yes, there. I, I always have too many <laughs> things going on at the same time. But I think what I'm most excited about right now is um, you know, actually this and this is a huge pro- project that I probably won't finish anytime soon, but it's still like really dear to me. Um, and it's this um, this uh, graphic novel that has slowly been growing over the years, and now I'm uh, starting to really sort of dig into it so that it can be actualized as soon as possible. Um, but then I also have. Um, I will be uh, showing at a uh, conference outside of Philadelphia in October called um, LuxCon, uh, where I will be bringing um, my original works and I will uh, have some new stuff as well for that one. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to do another oil painting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the cover for your book was in oils, and um, yeah, I just I love that medium so. There's going to be another oil painting coming up soon. Mm, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And also you're going to uh, present a paper or, or lecture uh, at um, the uh, Psychoanalysis Art and uh, the Occult Conference in October. Yes, also. Yeah. extremely excited about that. Yeah. One of my favorite movies that I will be <laughs> yeah, well, enthusing tell about. Tell us, you will be talking about... I will be talking about Caligula, the uh, infamous movie um, that, yeah, it's just... I have been obsessed by it over the last year or so, and I uh, cannot wait to um, to get to share uh, share that with others. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, it's an incredible film, and and we talked about it before also mm. uh, Italo Suisse, that kind of Italian angle they have managed to. Uh, in this case, some people say destroy, uh, but we who love it, we will say they enhance it, you know, with their Italian aesthetic and the Italian yeah. attitude of being over the top and, and just uh, creating something quite unique. Yeah. You know, um, uh, it's hard to define sometimes Italian horror movies and Italian movies. They're just hysteric in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sort of the angle that I will be um, examining it from, from for the talk is that. I will be looking at it as a Dionysian affirmation of life, uh, because what's so special for me with that movie is that you know it—it's so violent, it's so like 
in parts horrifying, uh, but it, it is everything. There is joy, there is pleasure, there is cruelty, um, all happening all at once with like no moralizing, like it's just there. And um, uh, for me, that movie has been so uh, liberating. Like I watched it countless times. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to bring like a really positive spin to it. Yeah. That's great. And uh, people who are listening to this should make a note that uh, mid-October there will be a psychoanalysis art and the occult conference at Husets Biograf, a wonderful cinema in Copenhagen, Denmark. And um, there will be many interesting talks and uh, also some film screenings there. So um, you can find out more about that at uh, psychartcult.org. And um, that will be great. Well, do you have anything to add to the Tripartisan Radio listeners? Um, I mean, keep exploring and keep being curious. That's and go to your website, of course. And go to my website, <laughs> um, which is uh, river-artifacts.com. Um, it, uh, I collect uh, all my work there. And also you can find links to uh, everything from there as well. Mm. So. And you have a blog going on there also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Great. River-artifacts.com. Yes. Yes, I'll write that in the notes also. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on Tripartisan Radio. Well, thank you so much for having me. This and, was great. And uh, we'll talk again uh, more soon, I hope. Yeah, definitely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) For more information about all our books, films, and editions, please visit www.trapar.net. That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T. Trapar.net. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the site. I recommend that you do that so you get all the news immediately. Please also visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Vanessa23carl. That's patreon.com slash Vanessa23carl. Thank you very much for listening. Until the next time. Bye-bye.